Pickaxe. Folks, welcome to Dungeons and Randomness. Since 2012, myself and an amazing cast of 18 have been telling stories in our homebrew world of Theria. Four different groups explore lost ruins, run for political office, rage against a mad king, set sail to long forgotten islands, and so much more. Every group has a different story and flavor, and every season or arc has a new set of groups and stories all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons & Randomness wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. Welcome, friends, to High Rollers Presents The Curse of Strahd, a gothic horror adventure of chills, thrills, and many blood spills. I am your Dungeon Master, Mark Humes, and the players joining me are as follows. Chris Trott as Jesper the Vistani Bard, Kim Richards as Shadows Beyond the Veil, a tabaxi cleric, Katie Morrison as Rose Venandi, the Human Ranger, Tom Hazel as Xeros Mistan, the Dragonborn Fighter, and Rhiannon Gower as Ziki Mistan, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. Last time on Curse of Strahd, our heroes have been brought to the land of Barovia, a land that is hidden by mist and magic, and encountered its dark overlord, Strahd von Zarevich. In a small village that seats beneath Strahd's home, Castle Ravenloft, the party are drawn to the Burgomaster's mansion as a woman's scream pierces the night and the sounds of battle erupt through the streets. Here, they meet Irina Indirovich, uh, or Irina Kolyan, uh, as well as her brother Ismark and her father Kolyan as well, as Strahd himself attempts to lure Irina to him, sending devils to dispatch her family. With the hero's intervention, Irina was saved at the cost of Strahd's rage. Furious, he appeared above Barovia in a swirl of mist and made a proclamation. Bring Irina to me in two days, or I shall rain down death and fire upon you as a suffering you have never known before. It didn't take long for the villagers to form a mob and encircle the mansion. In a desperate escape, Irina's father set the mansion aflame and stayed behind so the group could escape on horseback, heading down the old Svalik road and on towards destiny. And that is where we join everyone this week. As uh, I believe we currently have Irina and her brother Ismark are on one riding horse. Uh, and then we have, I think it was Rose and somebody else on a Rose and Shadow on another. And then Jesper and the two Dragonborn in Jesper's wagon, uh, I believe. Uh, making your way down a twisting, narrow road that weaves in amongst uh, the thick trees of Barovia. The trees here are gnarled and twisted. Their bark is a a kind of dark grayish brown that seems to have just been drained of any life or cheer that would have accompanied it. The leaves are malted browns and greys. 
maybe perhaps a couple, only only a bare few still sprouting a dark green in color. And they're thick. You can hear and see the eyes of beasts and animals and cries and howls echoing around you as the thundering gallop of the hooves of your horses tread on the loose cobblestones of this well-worn traveled road. There are no immediate signs of anyone pursuing you from the village of Barovia, uh, although it certainly didn't look like the villagers were willing to give up uh, so quickly. Um, But you don't see any immediate threat. Uh, I hand it over to you. The road will continue uh, for a brief time. Um, But yeah, what would you guys... Is there anything you guys would like to do? Is there anything you want to talk about? Hmm, Well, uh, I will probably... Um, be telling everyone in a very calm manner that I I don't know the way uh, fully. I will say uh, this is not exactly the place I usually come to uh, south out of Barovia. I really came to this place. I've always been told that they are mostly soulless, as you saw. So I kind of avoided the Svalic woods uh, Horror stories. <laughs> Even worse than the ones from the Vistani camp. Sorry. But I think it's this way. Ismark knows, right? Uh, if you look back to Ismark, he's kind of riding on the horse with Irina. Um, he kind of brings it to a pace to match the wagon, looks towards you and is like, uh, Depends on where you're going, my friend. Uh, I can suddenly lead you here. The, the road, there's a crossroads up ahead. Uh, one path will take us deeper into the woods, um, near some uh, hills and marshes. Uh, the other will take us up to the Sir Pool. It's a, a small lake that runs off of uh, ah, yes. off the river. I remember, yes. Uh, well, group, what do we think? You want to stop at a pool? I do not like water that much. Uh, cat, <laughs> I get it. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to be offensive. Maybe for some uh, water or something. Uh, well, you, yes, but you would know that that is where Madame Ava is currently located, the Serpool. That's where she was when she, you spoke to her before you came out of Barovia to find these people. You so know what? If you it want to go to Madame Ava, that's where she is. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, well, I saw my leader before I came to find you guys. So we should probably go there right now. This is where I kind of expected Trot, who knows the module, to remember that, and so I'll just give him a little nudge this that he Trot. does know that in character. This is still yeah, this is Trot. fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, there is a crossroads, and, and as you guys are discussing, um, you're kind of calling out to the others, and you are met by seemingly blank, blank expressions of people who know even less than you do. Uh, yes, but looking around, I think it would appear on most of their faces that this band of adventurers that you have you have brought to Barovia uh, seem a little out of place, a little out of sorts, perhaps. Um, but you soon come across uh, a crossroads. And in the middle of the diverging paths, you see an old wooden gallows that creaks in the chill wind and blows down from the high ground to the west. A frayed length of rope dances from its beams in the wind. And the well-worn road splits. A signpost opposite the gallows 
points in three directions. Barovia Village to the east, Sir Pool to the northwest, and Ravenloft slash Valaki to the southwest. The northwest fork slants down and disappears into the trees, while the southwest fork clings to an upward slope. Across from the gallows, a low wall crumbling in places partially encloses a small plot of graves shrouded in fog. Uh, and you can see it just up ahead of you as you are approaching. How's everybody holding up? Back there, we're coming up to a, a crossroads, so unless everyone has any fantastic ideas, uh, I say we go to Madame Eva now. I agree. So I think Eva's a good shout. I think that that's... We need more information if we're going to be able to protect Arena and know exactly what to do here. I think it's the best call. Madame Eva will know what to do. She will. As the horses and the wagons begin taking, you know, begin making your way to turn on the path, you hear a creaking noise from behind you, coming from the gallows themselves. Oh, goody. When you look behind you, where there was nothing, there now hangs a lifeless body. And the breeze turns the hanged figure slowly, painfully slowly, as it turns so that it can fix its dead eyes upon you. Rose, it is unmistakably your body, your face, your clothes, your hair. You watch as a large beetle crawls out of your own mouth scurries up and then digs its way into the side of your eye socket burrowing and in a rasping voice it calls out to you blood red moon fire and death the price will soon be paid <sighs> to the rest of you to the rest of you you see the same thing, but it's not Rose's body that hangs there. It is that of a Barovian woman dressed in traveler's robe. You can see that she has been dead for some time, and you see the same thing. The same beetle crawls up the side of her face and buries itself in its eye, and it speaks to you the same words. But to Rose, it is unmistakably your doppelganger in every way. Um, is that normal around here? Does this happen a lot? How is that possible? How I'm here. How is it possible that I'm there? I'm here. I'm alive. Oh, that's not what you. That, you. That is a Barovian. No, I'm not. I'm not a Barovian. What? Do you not? What? What do you see, Rose? Me. Still just Everything swinging there in that, the wind. That's just, it, it looks like me. Is Strahd playing a trick on me? Uh, check her temperature. Is she okay? I'm fine. I'll put my paw, put my paw to Rose's head. Fuss a little bit. We need to go to Madame Eva right away. As far as you can tell, it's completely normal. All of you still see where... When you approach this, that body wasn't there, but now it's just staring at you all. 
its mouth kind of agape, its dead eyes just staring at you. Rose, it's ho- you are literally staring into your own f- dead face looking back at you. No! <laughs> That's horrible. Um, I guess that she's probably just going to be fixated on it like as we yeah. move on anywhere else you can see as you fixate on it you can see like the bruising around the neck where it's obviously been hung for so long and it's it's crushed in and part of their throat has been collapsed the limbs are hanging limp but there's a kind of dark fluid running from the fingernails and from the clothing joints and things like that as it just swings in the breeze this gentle breeze that it just keeps it moving but never enough that it turns away from you. That's nice and creepy. Thank you, Mark, for my nightmares. Do uh, you guys just Rose. want to carry on? you guys just want to ignore it? No, I'll what? say to Rose, um, do not play his games. I don't know what his game is, but why my body? Why nobody else's body up there? This doesn't make sense. Is he targeting that's, me specifically? That seems like part of the game, doesn't it? To haunt one of us. To make you question, why me? Why am I special? Why am I being targeted? I believe it to be random, perhaps. Zeke, Well, if anybody else sees anything like this... this. Mm. Uh... Zeke, as you're looking at this scene with your kind of artist's eye, um, the gallows is obviously a horrible sight, and this body, this woman's body, you don't know this woman, you can't see what Rose does, but the the kind of framing of the picture as you're looking back is you can see yeah. in the, the background this plot of gravestones, this kind of unmarked or just seemingly randomly placed... 11 graves all in a line all in various states of repair um you're not sure if there's writing on them or not but it just kind of it's like almost like a paint you know you see the the painting in your head yeah you have the gallows in the forefront and then just in the background you can notice this this little detail that other people may have missed is is there a way I can look at it and see if maybe like the two are linked somehow like the graves are linked to the the body like you know what i mean like see if sure. there's like what do you want to do like go up and inspect them or is this more like a like an like yeah. a magical connection do you feel um maybe yeah like you and, could make a like go and expect sure yeah absolutely yeah you can go and inspect them you um do you hop off like the wagon basically as the others are slowly kind of making their way down the road yeah i'll just i'll hop off quickly and go and have a just a, just a little look just a little peeky you know yeah, no yeah, chance yeah, sure. am i not following that <laughs> okay, yeah. so Xeros kind of jumps off with you as the two dragons the make their way to the gravestone. Whoa, I guess the dragons have come to a stop. A stop. Okay. I just um, want to have, I just wanna yeah, have a quick make... look just to see if there's anything going on with this. Uh, just be careful, okay? I will. So you watch as the two dragons, the rest of the party comes to stop on the road. Uh, Irina and Ismark are kind of watching cautiously. Um... And yeah, the two dragons make your way over and you begin inspecting this small plot of unmarked land. And, and it's you immediately can tell that these are probably graves dug for the people that hung from these gallows. Um, the gravestones would normally go unmarked, but mm. there are five 
that have writing on them. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, the writing seems indecipherable, written in a language you don't speak. Um, some sort of runic language. Um, okay. Not quite sure. But from one of the graves, there are 11 of them in total, from one of the graves that is not marked by the runic script, uh, you can see that part of the earth has been seemingly pushed up from below. It seems to have been disturbed as if something has come up from below. Um, And there's just a single kind of desiccated hand uh, that's kind of crawled up and it's almost like it's grasping for something that isn't there. Um, and wrapped around it is a is a sort of silver bracelet that seems to have some sort of emblem on it. Okay. Um, is this just like single hand is ooh. is risen up? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, part of me wants to take it, but there's another part of me that's like that's uh, no. He's gonna uh, be grabby. Yeah. Um, um well, is that like Ziki. an unmarked grave as well? Yeah, that's an unmarked one. Yeah. Go on, Kim. Right. Okay. While Zeke is seemingly um, dithering, I guess, can I use my eyes of the grave, which basically says, as an action, I know the location of any undead sixty feet within sixty feet that isn't mm-hmm. behind total cover and isn't protected from divination magic. Mm-hmm. Where are you looking? Just all around? Um, I guess at can I jump down from the horse and yeah, just looking at the gallows and the graves and where where Zeke's mm. looking, just see what yeah. they're looking at. You make your way over slowly and you begin. How does this look? What does explain the process here for Shadow? Um, I imagine as I walk over, I'd probably just pass my paw over my eyes and go. Uh, I don't know, so mutter something, mutter a quick prayer. Yeah, you can mutter I guess my golden eyes would almost turn black as shadows come up through them um, and mm. fill them. And then you just, if you were to look, mm. you'd see swirling shadows in my eyes. Mm. You glance around and the gallows where, to your normal sight, without a doubt, a body hanging there. But as you channel the power of your dark mistress, the darkness begins to peel away and a shadowy blackened form hangs there in its place. And as soon as your gaze falls upon it, it just dissolves away. Um, and, and so it's just the body. On there's, the, there's nothing on there the, now. There, there's, there's nothing whatever, there. Whatever was hanging there to your normal sight, your eyes of the grave indicate to you that it must be some sort of illusion or like it was meant to look like something dead was there but there is nothing but there was something for a moment there was like a shadow there was like a an echo of a dead something undead but it's gone and was there anything from the graves um you look at the graves i mean the graves are filled for the most part there is this desiccated Mm. hand but doesn't show any sign of being undead the the hand itself um, but mm. the graves themselves, I'd say, like, how much does blocks it? Is it like a foot of material or something? Did you say? Um, it says total cover or yeah, divination so magic. You wouldn't, yeah, it's it's filled in. So if there is something within the graves, your yeah. your eyes wouldn't be able to see it because it's 
covered by dirt. If there is something in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesper and Rose, do you guys want to do anything? Um, You can see Irina and Ismark are kind of looking back towards Barovia uncomfortably. Um, Irina kind of adjusts herself in the saddle next to her brother and and kind uh, of looks looks in. Try and calm them by saying, Mm -hmm. okay, I I understand. I know we shouldn't be out this late. Uh, We should keep moving. I'll try and round up the others. It's fine. It, it, It seemed like I don't understand why the devil left. He could have just waited there, waited for those devils, or used his magic on us. He said something about he had something he had to do. I don't know. I'm worried about the Barovians following us, but I think it will take them some time to get enough horses, but something is bothering me about the devil, and I don't know what it is. Uh, Irina who seems to have recovered some of her composure since last night. Uh, she looks at Jesper and is like, that may be the case, brother, but I think that our Vistani friend here is right. We should get moving. We shouldn't be lingering in one place for too long. People's minds, they, they change and it, it warps them. I'm worried for my, my friends here. Staying out at yes. night, it plays tricks on They're the mind. They're not used to it. It does. You're right. Um, they kind of nod. Just as a point for everyone, by the way, so I showed you guys Irina last week. If you didn't, uh, here's a refresher of what Irina looks like. Um, and also, I have a what Ismark looks like as well, so I can show you guys uh, Ismark as well. Um, so you guys can get an idea of what he looks like. Um, so they're very different. You can tell that they they are... He, he's They've said brother and sister, but uh, yeah, they are obviously must have different mothers or, or perhaps, you know, um, something like that because they are very different, both facial shape, skin tone, build, eye color. Look, They look very different. Uh, they don't look like they were born siblings. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, Zeke and Zeros, nice. do you guys want to do anything? Um, I just, just Zeros, uh, what, what, what do you think of this... It's strange, right? A land of blood and death. That's all I see. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I think what I'll do is I'll I'll cast Mold Earth and I'll try and push this like thing out of the earth just a little bit, just so I can get a better look at it. Mm, yeah. So you push, <laughs> you can feel the earth pulling as you see the hand kind of... It, it's almost like hot, like grasping for something as it begins coming up. Uh, and it twitches for a moment and you see it kind of like... Uh, and then the arm just falls flat uh, as the it's clearly been dismembered um, as the arm and the hand itself just become to rest on top of the grave. And this small silver bracelet... The act of pushing it up out the earth breaks the join between the wrist and the the rest of the arm. The hand kind of tumbles to the side, and this little silver bracelet maybe it's some maybe you think maybe a holy symbol it rolls down the now pushed up earth and falls at your feet. Okay, um, I'm gonna pick it up. Is <laughs> okay. Okay, Zeros, you bend down and pick it up. You feel cold silver at your fingertips um, 
surprisingly no dirt on it whatsoever. The symbol on it, uh, it appears to be like a simple silver bangle, but there is a small silver symbol attached by a chain that almost appears to be um, like a silver disc with the middle of it painted black. Okay. I've got like no magic in me at all. I've got no idea what this is. That's, um, no? Uh, nope. Once it's pocketed and they've, they're done... Mm-hmm. Uh, desecrating the dead. I'm going to hop off the, the wagon and yep. strum a chord to get their attention. Friends! Okay. You hear like a ring. Are we done with the dead? Can we move? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, Irina needs I think help. So. We all need help. Please, this is not a time to linger. Thank you. Can I um, quickly turn to Rose, um, having mm-hmm. seen, yes. used my grave powers, and uh, just the the image you see is an illusion. You are right. Strad is playing tricks. This is not undead. It is just an illusion. There is nothing here. Looks pretty real. Wow. But... I have checked. I have used my blessing from my mistress. I assure you, it is a trick. I know it looks real, and if it looks like you, well, it is never fun to see one in a decomposed state. (laughs) But I assure you, it is meant to unsettle you. Well, mission accomplished, but knowing that it's an illusion gives me comfort, so thank you for that. Mm. And I'll just squeeze her hand in my paw. Okay. Nice. Right, you guys um, the, uh, get back on. Yeah? Yeah, I'll put the bracelet in right. Zeke's hand and then get back on the wagon. Okay. So, Zeke, yeah, if you want to write down, you have a, a silver, silver bracelet. Silver bracelet. Um, Silver bracelet with an unknown symbol. Let's call it that. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys, you have you have two riding horses. Ismark and Irene are on one. Um, and then you've got the other one, which I think Shadow and uh, Rose were on. And then the wagon, Jesper, you're pulling with your horses. And then you have the dragonborns in the back of your wagon, I believe. Come, Nelly. Come, Furtado. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, of course. As the two, as the two horses, Nelly and Furtado, uh, begin pulling them off. You, are you gone. heading towards the? Are you heading towards the Sir Pool? Uh, is that the yeah. idea? You want to yeah, go yeah, to the yeah. Vistani camp? That feels cool. like a safe, so you pull safe off. place. Two, three. It takes you about two hours of traveling through these woods, and yes, but there's an unease because you know that traveling through the woods and along the roads. There's always a risk of something appearing. But seemingly the fates are kind this evening. Either that or their attentions are drawn elsewhere. As it doesn't take you long before you arrive, the road gradually disappears and is replaced by a twisty, muddy path through the trees. Deep ruts in the earth are evidence of the comings and goings of wagons. The canopy of mist and branches suddenly gives way to black clouds boiling far above. There is a clearing here, next to a river that widens to form a small lake several hundred feet across. 
Five colourful round tents, each ten feet in diameter, are pitched outside a ring of four barrel-topped wagons. A much larger tent stands near the shores of the lake, sagging form lit from within. Near this tent, eight unbridled horses drink deeply from the river. The mournful strains of an accordion clash with the singing of several brightly clad figures around a bonfire, and a footpath continues beyond this encampment, meandering north to the river and the forest's edge. And you can hear this, um, yeah, this clashing of the accordion music and the kind of like, kind of clapping and singing. You can hear the sounds of glass bottles being uh, toasted together um, and people drinking and living fiercely uh, as, a, as a, a very warm, very orange, very welcoming looking fire sits in the middle of it all. Ah, my friends, soak it in, please. Welcome to our people, the Vistani. Feels very homely, I must say. Oh yes, a light in the dark. Where there is bleakness around, Vistani will make it colorful again. Come. I'll lead them in on the wagon. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, It doesn't take you long before one of the Vistani, who seems to be that their job was to watch watch the path... Uh, but they have a a bottle of wine in their hands, uh, and they've been kind of like de- dozedly listening to the music. They kind of snatch to attention as they hear people coming. Uh, and when he sees you, Jesper, uh, you recognize it as a another Vistani called something Roman. Uh, <laughs> Roman. Uh, he's like, ah, oh, our wayward boy, Jasper. So good to see you, brother. And he kind of brings you in, like, for a firm uh, embrace. Whoa, easy. I, my body odor is pretty bad right now. I've been on a fire. You, you are hurt, brother. Yes. Yeah, quite. come sit by the fire, drink, take a moment to rest. You've uh, gone beyond the mists, yes? It's, uh,. I have, yes, and it's a matter of urgency ah. right now. Uh, I-, I will sit, but I must take my friends to see Madame Eva. Oh, yes, she is expecting you and the, the travelers from beyond. But these two, and he points towards Ismark and Irina Borovians. Ah, I wonder if she's been expecting them as well. She didn't told us that they would be coming, but you know what, Madame Eva. You need Eva. to come. Shh. She will come and speak to you when she is ready. You know this. Come, bring your friends to the fire. Let them enjoy a moment of warmth and wine and song and food. Well, he said the magic words, everybody. Come on, let's take a moment. Madame Eva will call for us. Take a load off. Oh, gladly. Yeah, you guys are welcome. Um, Irina and Ismark kind of nod uh, towards the Fistani. We thank you for your hospitality. Thank you. Uh, a bit of fire and some wine does sound pretty good right now. She kind of laughs, and her brother kind of laughs with her. Um, and they'll well, basically make their way in, yeah. Don't forget, when this is all over and you run your new establishment, make it very Vistani-themed. We don't want Barovian. No offense. <laughs> well... I don't. I wasn't planning to go into the innkeeping business, but uh, perhaps it's something we can consider. Whatever I business don't think you that... have, got a keen <laughs> mind for it. 
Well, we'll see. I just hope that we can deal with the next few nights. That's all. Should we... Uh, Jesper, was it? Should we tell your people about... Or to expect any trouble from Barovia? Let's not uh, kill the mood. <laughs> Madam Eva right. is the first protocol, I think. Oh, very well. Um, yeah. What about the rest of you? What do you guys do? Um, what does Zeke do? <laughs> <laughs> what does Zeke do? What does Zeke do? I, I guess I'll find someone who's got some wine and I'll go sit by a cozy warm fire somewhere. Yeah. And I'd say for Zeke, like, this is the first time since you've come here, even even the tavern where you guys stopped for a moment before, this is the first place that feels like it has any life to it whatsoever. The grass here is green. The river, even though it's nighttime, you can see the river is this crisp, beautiful countryside river that strolls through this lake stretches out it, it this would be a, a place to paint you know this is a, a perfect little scene a, a setting the vistani in their bright colors little bells and symbols and the music playing it there is joy here there is genuine for the first time genuine joy there's a moment where you can almost feel the touch of lyra here these people don't yeah. worship her, but her influence is here with these people. Um, they're the only ones you've met that have it. Um, and as you sit down, this uh, young Vistani woman in bright greens and yellows, uh, straping fabrics and a strange kind of wrap around her head, uh, she looks at you in amazement. Uh, My goodness, you must be from beyond the mists, a dragon. Uh, a dragon of white scales like these are you are incredible please come sit come we are we are about to have a story from uh, from one of our great storytellers you should listen come drink drink eat and she passes Is you it the bowls of one again uh you see the storyteller this older looking vistani he's just like no jesper i thought that as you have bought travelers here perhaps an older story one that may perhaps give them some understanding of where they are. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> yes, they'll like it very much. Thank you, storyteller. Of course. Get yourself some wine, my boy. Bring out the cured meats and the cheeses. Let us let us enjoy it tonight. Um, and yeah, you. Uh, it doesn't take long before yeah there are like plates of food being passed around and everybody takes a mo takes a piece and then passes it on. Bottles of wine are shared out. Um, you know, you take a swig, you pass it on to the next person. They take a swig, they pass it on. Um, and the music and the fire is warming and homely. There is an essence here. Uh, if you guys like, you can treat this as a short rest because you are going to have about an hour before anything happens. So if you guys want to spend any hit dice, now is the time to do it. Um, okay. nice. and as you guys take your seats uh, the old storyteller uh, you see him he takes a big glug of wine and then he spits it into the fire which roars to life and the flames turn from orange into green and as they, the flames begin to dance and sway a dark shape appears in the bonfire's core we come from an ancient land. Our home, it is a land of kings. Our enemies forced us from where we once were, 
and now we wander the lost roads. The dark figure in the fire takes the form of a man being knocked from his horse and a spear piercing his side. One night, a wounded soldier staggered into our camp and collapsed. We nursed his terrible injury and quenched his thirst with wine, and he survived. When we asked him who he was, he would not say all he wanted was to return home. But we were deep in the land of his enemies. So we took him, one of our own, and followed him back towards his homeland. His enemies haunted us and hunted him. They said he was a prince, yet we did not give him up, even when their assassins fell upon us like wolves. Deep in the bonfire, you see the dark figure standing with a sword drawn, fighting off a host of shadowy shapes. This man of royal blood fought to protect us as we protected him. We bore him safely to his home, and he thanked us. He said, I owe you my life. Stay as long as you wish. Leave when you choose, and know that you will always be safe. The figure dancing in the fire vanishes, vanquishes its final foe, that disperses in a cloud of smoke and embers. A curse has befallen our most noble prince. It has made him a tyrant. We alone have the power to leave this place. We've traveled far and wide to find heroes. Madam Ava called you. She saw your coming. And now she waits. And he gestures to the larger tent on the shores of the lake itself. I'll stand up and wait for everybody else. Yep, mm-hmm. I'll follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. glug a final glass of wine down real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's you know, it, it's not the best wine, but there is um, a comfort to it. It, it tastes, there's, there's a fruity element to it. Um, a, a good earthy tone, um, and it's it's your cheeks are kind of flushed, Ziki. You feel that warmth in your stomach, um, enough to kind of give you a little bit of courage in this dark, strange land. Uh, you see, Irina is had, was listening to the story intently, uh, mesmerized by the fire and the story being told. But Ismark only looks agitated, um, disturbed or upset at something in the telling, but he doesn't say anything. Uh, the group of you stand, and with Jesper leading the way, you make your way to the larger tent on the shores of the lake. Uh, it is not quite big enough for everybody to fully fit inside, uh, but Jesper, you kind of lead them in uh, as is necessary. Just as uh, on the outside, I'll say, yeah, Before we go in, I want you all to be respectful to Madame Ava. We don't know how old she is, but she is extremely wise, and she knows more than she lets on. She's raised me and all our people under her vast knowledge of the place, so please. And there's something else. Never mind, and I'll let them in. Okay. Go on, Shadow. Do you want to say something? You can. Ooh, I was 
I think as he, I would probably be like trying to be, no now is probably the now no he's gone and then he's, he's and then he steps inside and leads you in yeah <clears throat> magic flames barely illuminate the inside of this tent where long shadows stretch all around a low table covered by a black velvet cloth glints of light seem to flash from a crystal ball on the table as a hunched figure peers into its depths and as you step in, her eyes snap up to you. You see a woman dressed in red cloth and fabrics with decorations and embroidery and trinkets all attached by little threads and chains all over her outfit. She cradles uh, a wooden box under one arm and her eyes snap up to you. Well, it seems that our visitor have finally arrived yes I am Madam Ava and it seems that my little sparrow has brought you to me and she kind of reaches up and kind of very awkwardly strokes Jesper's uh, arm uh, as he kind of takes a position behind her um, she hands Jesper she hands you the, the tarot okra box hold this my little sparrow just bow and take them silently. So come, come, little ones, come in to my tent. You don't, you doubtless have many questions. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> quiet little birds, aren't we all? Perhaps we should begin with you. And she turns towards Shadow. The little shadow of the dark mistress. So I'll bow. Concerned. Oh, very polite. Uh, For starters, though, I am not a little bird. I am a cat. (laughs) My apologies. I am not used to your strange kind. You are correct. Uh, perhaps a little kitten or are you something more fierce than that you've stared death and she kind of comes right up to you shadow places her hands on your face and stares deep into your eyes yes these eyes have seen much death and darkness you've buried so many you've made them forget their pain and their loss to cover something perhaps to mask a little of your own your dark mistress keeps you close by yeah yes you you have a great power here little kitten she steps back i do i i I don't you will I don't see feel that you will see now she turns the siblings or are they siblings she kind of turns and looks at everyone else with a mad grin <laughs> ah only they can know that but yes start with the warrior and she stands before Zeros looking up this hunched woman but Zeros you know that you exude a presence this woman is not intimidated by you 
in the slightest. She looks up at you with all the... In her eyes shine the wisdom of countless martial teachers, of generals, of kings, of sages, of clan leaders. This woman looks at you in a way that very few can. The warrior, the protector, bound by duty, not by blood, even if you do share it. How far are you willing to go to protect it is a question I cannot see the answer to. Siros. I kind of... Like I, I can kind of feel the power that she has and like the... If she was a military person, like the rank that she would mm. hold, I'd kind of like yeah. uncross my arms and stand and then sort of down a little closer to her I would do anything she reaches up and puts like a hand on your scales yes quite strong quite tough I hope that you are enough for this land you will be tested dear dragon and then she kind of steps back turns towards Rose and the avenger the one whose brother was cut short by the creatures of the night. The little rose in the black garden. She kind of gets real close to you, Rose, as she leans in. You have trained to fight these things. What do you remember of the man who taught you? Nothing. Ah, perhaps that is something that will change here. You have the great strength. Are you the one who will end the devil's misery? It is in within your power to deliver that final blow. But something dark and terrible will haunt you here. I can see it. takes a step back and then looks towards Zeke. Not last, but our dear painter. The artist with no art left to in her heart. The joy bringer. The daughter of Miss Stan. Yours will be a tragic tale here. There is no joy left in Barovia. If you are to bring it back, you will walk a dark and dangerous path to do so. If he, and she gestures towards Xeros, will do anything to protect you, what might you do to save him? Whatever I can. I've lost him once. I won't lose him again. She kind of, she gets very close to the point where she's almost whispering to you, Zeke. You can see these mad eyes, but there is an intelligence there as she looks up into them. Dangerous words in this land, my dear. Everything has a price. And then she steps back. She turns towards Jesper. Now, my little sparrow, 
the last of the five. What? Your job. Your job does not end bringing them to me. Oh. She takes your hands on the opposite side of the box. You have the gift as well. It is untrained and unlearned. But they will need your counsel in these lands. They will need your knowledge and your wisdom and your blades. Yeah. Now come. And she takes the box from you. Unless you have questions, I do believe it is time for me to give you your fortune. For what is it? Visit to Madame Ava's without a card reading. I, I'm taken aback by that. Uh, a reading? For me and and them? Yeah. But you, at this point, you hear Irina step forward like, Excuse me, Madam Ava, was it? You spoke to them, but... Jesper, your boy here, he thought that perhaps you might know... You might know why the devil is is after me why he she kind of looks awkwardly down why he wants me you see Madame Ava look up look past you all yes I know why but it is not for me to reveal my dear but your destiny is bound to theirs now they will be your protectors they will be your saviors or they will be your executioner. But you will see. Now, come, come. A reading, yes? I cannot help you directly against the devil. We are his people. We must do what he asks of us. But I can guide you. The cards can guide you. This deck is a tradition passed down amongst my people. Not everyone is blessed with the gift. I have it. Young Jesper has it, though he is untrained. It allows us to glimpse into the world that might be, the world that was, and the worlds that have yet to be discovered. Each card will tell you of an ally, a weapon, information, or a location that can help you. The first card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancient will help you better understand your enemy. She takes from the deck... Uh, from the box, a deck of cards, beautifully illustrated with these black, uh, black backgrounds and a symbol. She shuffles them, deck perfectly, expertly between her long bony fingers. The cards wrap and stack against each other, and then she places one down. She flips it over, and it reveals a man with bloody knives and hammers and nails. And a wooden board in front of him with severed fingers and broken teeth. Ah, the torturer. 
There is a town where not all where all is not well. There you will find a house that once stood against the darkness, but now only silent ghosts remain within. She looks at Jasper, nods. She draws the next card, places it down, slightly to the side of the first. This card is of power and strength. It tells of a weapon of vengeance, a sword of... As she has her finger on the card, Ava's face twists in agony and shock as a red glow builds in her chest as the spectral form of a woman begins to take shape behind her in the darkness. A slender, half-elven woman. And with a yank, she pulls a jagged, crimson blade from her back. Ava's mouth opens, uh, sorry, the shadowy figure's mouth opens and Strahd's voice emerges from it. Too long have you worked against me from the shadows, witch. Fate shall be as I decree it, not you. The Vistani are no longer guests in my realm. Ava gasps as blood begins to pour from her mouth. This... this is not how it is meant to be. There is a flash of light and the smell of brimstone and fire. What have you done? Her eyes turn black and her body withers and crumbles away as the figure, the shadowy figure in the darkness stands before you. Roll initiative. Oh, no. What the fuck? No. No. What? Oh, boy. I want my fortune told. Not like this. It's a weapon. That's a shame. Oh, the card's That's still on the table. The, the card is still on the table. Um, as a point. Uh, oh my god. 12. Zero. Freaking. Two. Uh, is, is that two? two 19 for Shadow. Yeah. Did you get Rose on initiative? It's rolling. Uh, 16 altogether. This is no, 17. 19. Sorry. 19. <laughs> Shot your face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I did it's try. Up. I did tell you I was going to change some stuff up for you, man. Oh, I so... love it. <laughs> it's up. Right. We can't see roll uh, twenty. It's black screen again. Um, but I rolled bad on my initiative. Ah, damn yeah, hang on. Real bad. Same I'm last. To be honest, this is a fight where right now it's yeah. not really going to matter because uh, <laughs> it's it's so close quarters. You guys see it now? If you need to, yeah, yeah. Okay, this isn't going to matter hugely uh, because I think that this is such die. tight conditions. Yeah. So right now you are in a tent that is no bigger than like fifteen by ten feet. You're all crowded around. Rose, Jesper, and Zeros. You were the ones who were immediately where Madame Ava was. But I'm going to say that for the purposes of you crowding around to watch the viewing, you're all within sort of melee range. So Shadow and Zika, you're both still going to be within melee range for the purposes of like opportunity attacks and spell casting and stuff like that. We'll, we'll cram you guys all into a shared space. Irina and Ismark are behind you. 
um, and so they're there. The creature in front of you appears to be made of pure shadow. It has a woman's form, and you can see the the kind of slight points of ears. The only thing that is physical about it is the knife that she is holding, which is this jagged crimson and black dagger that's hold it's holding in its hands. Uh, Rose, you are the first to act. Oh boy. Um, so I am in melee range. So, um, as a um, bonus action, I will mm-hmm. designate my Slayer's Prey onto this yep. thing. Creature. Thing. Yep. Um, and I will uh, slash with my short sword. Okay. So... It's very slow at rolling. Uh, uh, 17 to hit. 17 will hit. Um, what's this with? With your short sword. Short sword. So as it hits the creature, it definitely hits something not quite substantial. You you manage to kind of pierce its essence and pull some of it away. You get the sense that this thing, the, the conventional weapon is not as effective against it as uh, you would hope. Um, so six damage plus another six damage for the Slayer's Prey. Okay, what damage does the Slayer's Prey do? Does it say? Like, is it force Um, damage or anything like that? It just says it takes an extra 1d6 damage. Yeah, so that's the same type as the weapon, basically. It means you deal the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you do strike it, but yeah, whatever force you had behind the attack, some of it's lost against its kind of wispy, shadowy form. Uh, It doesn't seem to quite have as much effective as you would have liked it to. Uh, would you like to do anything else? Can I um, move a little bit in front of Shadow if possible? I know there's not much space to move yeah, around. Yeah, it's difficult. But... I'll, I'll say you can, yeah. Um, it's probably not going to be enough. Like if I think like because you've attacked, uh, if you wanted to spend your whole turn trying to defend Shadow, I'd probably give Shadow some sort of defensive bonus. But for this, there's just not enough room for you to really offer too much protection. That's fine. But Shadow is next anyway. So Shadow, you'll go. Uh, what does Madame Ava look like? Is she is she dead? Is she still like? Is she her eyes injured? turned completely. Her eyes turned completely black, and her form has become shrunken and withered. Uh, you can see parts of it are beginning to disintegrate and turn into dust. It's kind of just pulling away. I will tell you now, as Shadow, uh, she's gone. Like there is no way that you can save her with any sort of magic even spare the uh, dying you, or anything like that. You can that. try. By all means, you can absolutely try. Uh, you, um, but I think you would need some... You'd need to examine her to really kind of understand more what's going on. Um, but I don't want you to waste your turn, like, doing something when I could just basically say, like, Shadow isn't expert enough to know that this is not healing. Like, healing is probably not going to help okay. this person. Spare the dying might, but this is beyond... I kind of want to try and cast Spare the Dying anyway, because I feel like that's what Shadow would do, is like she would immediately, yeah, sure. especially given so you the immediately, respect Jesper has, I would try yeah, and cast you, Spare the Dying on her. You reach down um, and you cast Spare the Dying. As the magic flows out from you, um, you can feel that Madame Ava's soul is no longer in that body, and it is now just a withered husk. Oh. Um, 
Okay, well, apparently Spare the Dying for me is a bonus action, so I still have sure. an action. You do, um, and that was a cantrip, so you can still cast a full spell if you yeah. wanted to as well. So I guess I'm just gonna guiding bolt this thing. Okay, yeah, go for it. Let's do that. It is next to you. It is next to you, so you'll have disadvantage okay, on a range spell attack. Um, Spare the dying a spell. It's a cantrip, but it is, also but it's a cantrip. me. Yeah, and I think because yeah. I'm a glaive, great a glit. Oh god, here we are. A glaive, glaive cleric. cleric. Yep. A glaive cleric. It's a bonus action. Um, it's a bonus mm-hmm. action for moi. Sure. No, just um, go for it. Okay, so a ranged. Uh, range spell, spell attack. attack. So that is one d20. I didn't think we were going to do combat in this. I'm panicking. Uh, so I am shook. You have a disadvantage, plus, so roll twice to hit the uh, lowest. One, two, three, four. That's plus four as well. Uh, yep. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen uh, to hit. Thirteen. So you you summon the energy, but because it's so close to you, um, as you unleash this bright ray of light, the creature does manage to kind of slip to the side, and it almost becomes... It turns incorporeal and phases partly through Xeros to get away, and then reforms just behind him. So it kind of like... And then takes its thing. You missed, but I'm just flavoring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, Uh, Uh, that's it. You done? Okay, Jesper. Jesper is paralyzed by shock, confusion, fear, just looking at the body of Madame Ava, and he's mm-hmm. going to forego his entire turn uh, doing that. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, do you want to take inspiration for me, Try actually? Because, yeah, I feel that that's appropriate, that if you are going to spend a whole round doing nothing because you're in complete shock and horror, oh, damn. it makes sense that you get a little something for it. Um, yeah, so uh, so what does this look like for Jesper? Is it just like he's just staring at her body, just doing nothing, or does he go to his knees? Like, you know, does he say anything? Because it was a um, such a dramatic uh, visual mm-hmm. of, like, they're tearing out, he would literally fall back, uh, like, against the tent Like, wall stumble against the tent and stuff. And just yeah. be, like, gripping it and just staring uh, wide-eyed okay. at the whole mess, essentially. He's okay. now looking at the, the cards on the table. Okay. Uh, the one the one that Madame Ava was about to reveal has not been turned over. It's still face down on the table. Um, right. And there's just like a drag where the, the cloth has been slightly pulled as she fell down. The, the shadow acts. Um, and kind of as Xeros is still kind of going for his weapon, it just plunges the knife towards his chest. It's going to attack you before you get a chance to act, uh, which gives it advantage on its attack roll. That is a uh, 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just about. Okay. All right. That is going to be... I need to work out some damage here. Uh, That is going to be... Two bajillion. And (laughs) it's a two. (laughs) Okay. I'm just waiting for him to roll, like, seven more... Yeah, there it is. Drawing a lot of dice. So, uh, yep, it is a lot of dice. So as this dagger plunges, it it leaps forward, and you try and defend yourself, but it phases its arm through with the knife, and it plunges it deep into your neck, Xeros. That's 46 points of damage. 
What the mother? What? Hello? Uh, it just it slits Xeros' throat. It just drags the knife across his throat in a sneak attack, a critical sneak attack, uh, because it assassinates him. Uh, it literally plunges it forward and drags it across the front. Um, oh, no, I'm going to change it. Sorry, it isn't a crit. I'm getting it confused with um, another, with a player character feature. So that would just be... So that would just be two... Roller coaster emotions right now. I know. Sorry, it's because, like, the rogue <laughs> archetype gets assassinated in a certain yeah. way that this thing doesn't. So that's six. Eighteen. This episode is very only traumatic. It's 23 points of damage instead. Oh, <laughs> that's a difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a bit better. Sales. Quite a lot. Uh, and then it attacks you, it hits you again. For a yeah, hit you again for twenty to hit. Yeah. Does that hit you, Tom? Does that does that hit you? <laughs> Thirteen more points 16. of damage. Are you... Thirteen more points of damage. I'm down. So it just Surprise it me. breaks the dagger across his throat and then it plunges it into Zeros's side, seemingly targeting the greatest threat it can tell, and then it turns on the rest of you. <sighs> Ziki. Um, <laughs> Rhiannon, um, well, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna run over to Xeros. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Can I do like a medicine check on him and just try and try and get him up? You absolutely can. Yeah. Well, you can't get him up, but you can stabilize him for sure. I'll stay. I'll, I'll go. I'll, yeah, I'll stabilize him. Yep. So it's just a medicine check, straight DC ten. Nice. Twenty. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's easily enough. Yeah, you you manage to like you plunge like some fabric into the the deep cut at his jugular and stop the bleeding. Um, and yeah, Zeros, you stabilize. You're at zero, but you are not conscious. Dying. Yeah. Zeros. Uh, uh, well, unless is there anything else, Ziki? So that's your action, really. If you got like any bonus yeah. actions you want to do, or no, that's that's me. That's me. Good for that turn. All right. I'm just Zeros. It would be your go. Yeah, Zeros. It would be your go, but. <laughs> um, we can do. Yeah, that makes sense. Roll one for me. Oh, can we? Lovely. Yeah, we didn't do it last so time be... when Jasper went down. Ah, it's fine. I'll do it from now because Tom asked. So DC 11. I don't want it uh, in the this campaign. God damn it, Tom. <laughs> yeah, it makes it, this it was suits, meant to be our relaxing though. campaign. No, oh, as if it was. This uh, is the one. <laughs> yeah, you think this is the relaxing one? Uh, Rose, you witnessed this. And yeah, this this thing just just absolutely took out Xeros in a couple of hits. Just uh, the dagger also, as it hit Xeros, there was some sort of flame that kind of erupted from it as it hit him as well. Oh, goody! Why not? Why not? You know, I, I already rolled that. So. Hit me with everything. Oh, there's also light. So is, is my go again then? Yeah. Yeah, it's your go. Yes. Can I? Um... Are Irina and uh, Dude Bro the Lesser not doing anything? Oh, I have, I didn't roll for them. To be honest, they can't really reach this thing yeah. at this point. I think with Xeros going down, Ismark might be able to. I'll tell you what, I'll have them go at the end of the turn. Um, I just need to quickly get some stats up for them because I forgot about them. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ismark's the only one who can really do a lot of any fighting. He'll step into where Xeros was and just take a couple of swings. Um, so he gets to make two longsword attacks. Uh, the first one will be a miss. The second one, however, will hit. 
Uh, he'll use it two-handed, so he will roll a d10, uh, plus three for five points of damage, which is halved. So, yeah. You can see he kind of is like, oh, my friend, and he comes in and swipes twice, but the creature blocks the first one, and then he parry, and then he thrusts with a longsword. But it, again, very similar to Rose, it seems to resist some of the, the weapon itself. Uh, Rose, now it's your go. Can I... Uh, use um, a spell slot to cast Cure Wounds on Xeros. 100% you can. So... Oh, full, full healing. So nine hit points. Damn it. The ranger is a better healer than Quill. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Um, uh, nine hit points back to him. And can I... Seeing that this thing just took him out in one hit, can I put my sword through the side of the tent and shout outside, Help! Because the rest yeah. of the Vistani are <clears throat> yeah, yeah, chilling yeah. around so the fire. So are, like, are you like cutting a part in the tent or are you just trying to get to the back entrance? Or are you going to like cut and slash through the, the side of the tent itself? Is there any way that I can try and... I don't know. The tent's probably pretty stable, isn't it? Um, I want to try and make more space for us somehow, but also make sure that they... Like, people outside, if I can wave and just sort of give them a heads up that's more like, hey, over here, like, I mean, signal. Rule of cool, I am totally fine with you saying that Rose literally plunges a sword in and cuts down the tent and it opens up. Like, I'm totally fine because that's rad. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can do that. You do that and you okay. start calling out. And yeah, there was actually already a couple of Vistani who were like making their way up like, oh, is everything okay? Like, what? What's going on? What's going on? They start calling you back like, what is happening? What are you doing? Are you a... Um... Enemy has killed Madam Ava. Help us! Alright, yep. Okay, Shadow. Alright, I'll have Vistani go at the end of the round as well. No time oh. for not telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the message. Yeah. I can't even yeah, hear so. that one. Um, I will... Uh, I would like to cast a Sacred Flame on the Shadow. Um, the yep. bad Shadow, not the good Shadow. I'm the good Shadow. Um, mm-hmm. Could you make a deck saving throw? Oh, it's probably going to pass. A deck in. saving throw? These are my favorite. Yeah, that's a really dumbass uh, thing. Can, uh, I, can I change my mind? Oh, DC that's... 12! Yep. Um, so that is, uh, it's a cantrip though. So it's six points of radiant damage. Six so points of radiant much. damage. This, as, as it hits though, unlike with Rose's weapons, this, the, the light of the sacred flame burns this creature and it recoils. It's like, ah, ah, as it kind of like hisses away from the, bl- the glaring light of this holy magic that you conjure. Um, it does not like it whatsoever. Uh, anything else? Oh, I'm in trouble. I'm in. I'm in trouble. It's gonna come for me. You could um, be. You could be. I don't think I can do anything. Can I move? Uh, can I? Can I move out? Can I move away? Uh, just looking you at where are, I am. On the map I mean, and like, I mean, I'm kind of boxed in. The map in, is very I? vague at this point. Yeah, the va- the map is very vague at the moment. You're all kind of there boxed in, but with Xeros being now. down, yeah, I'd say that you could definitely <laughs> push your way out uh, past Rose if okay. you wanted to. Yeah. Can I move uh-huh. like? Yeah, I guess not too far away. Maybe like just just yeah, out just of the tent. It as like out of the tent. We'll we'll count it as difficult terrain moving in the tent because it's so close quarters. So say you move like ten feet 
of movement to get out of the tent, and then you can move however you want to. This thing might get a slash at you, though, because you're going to leave its threatened area. Oh, really? If you go too far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I'm not going to... Well, you've kind of moved me towards it. I want to be away from it. Well, yeah. You could step past... You could, past is, you could go out, like, past Ismark. Yeah, you could go yeah, out past go behind, Ismark. Uh, big boy mm-hmm. Ismark, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, do that sure. then, please. Alright. It still gets... Well, it will potentially still get a swipe at you if you go too far. Or do you want to stay within its reach? Just just there, the, where I am there. Okay. On the, right. it's uh, still, yeah, you're still within its, its reach, but you're outside yeah. the tent. Okay. Because yeah. in the tent, I'm saying that it can attack a, a bit further because you're all kind of crammed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Jasper. Uh, I'll try and come to my senses, and I think my first instinct is to go for the cards. Then okay. disengage. Scream at everyone to get out the tent. Escape, mm-hmm. run, flee, fly, you fools. All that shit. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to swipe the card. Are you going... Are you going for the box that she was holding, like with the rest of the deck in it, or are you going for the two on the table? Because one uh, card was revealed, one card was face down, and then she had the rest of the deck in a box on her. I would like to try and grab it all, <laughs> possible. Yeah. I, sure. No, yeah, you can do that. Um, yeah, you grab that. So you grab are. the two cards. Yeah, you grab the two cards and you grab the box, and then you disengage. You use your bonus action, I'm assuming, or something like that, um, and yeah. then you get out. Cool. And you scream. Which where do, where do you want to go out? Do you want to go back out towards the rest of the Vistani? I'm going to go towards the Vistani. And I'm going okay. to be just um, screaming, She's dead! She's gone! Okay. Yeah, th- this is very oh, clearly yes, getting a reaction. Um, the creature will effectively phase through the back of the tent. It just kind of disappears. And then it will go... Here it comes. Do I get <laughs> Hi, a kitty. little swipe at it when it when it pisses off? The, the thing is, is <clears throat> the thing is, is when it breaks its its line of sight, like when it goes out of your reach, it's behind the canvas of the tent. So I'd say you can, but you'd be at disadvantage because you can't see it anymore. Okay, it just goes through the tent wall. Um, yeah, you can make an attack machine just disadvantage. Huh? Uh, yeah, anybody in that tent. Anybody in that tent who wants to make a melee use their reaction, you can do it. You're just at disadvantage. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think I hit this one. I think you're both going to miss there. So you both swing and you cut through the back of the tent, but whatever, it had managed to like take a step further than you thought or it stepped to the side before you thought uh, as it escapes around the side. Um, and yeah, Kitty, it's going to try and stab you twice. Doesn't have advantage on this attack. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've already rolled. I was going to do something different, but I'm just going to roll this now. Uh, and a 14 to hit. Yeah. So they both hit. All right, first one you will take... Uh, five points of normal damage and four points of fire, so nine damage total. And then the second attack, you will take uh, five, six points of damage total. As it kind of swipes at you twice. Um, Zeke. Um, You can see Xeros' eyes awoken. I'm going to cast Bless at level two. Um, Okay. And give an extra d4 to Xeros, Rose... 
uh, Shadow, and Jesper. Cool. Sorry, what was that? Much four. Uh, bless. One D four. One D four. So you get on all attack rolls and saving yeah. throws and skill checks. You guys get um, uh, an extra D four now, basically. Okay. Not I'll on yourself, though, right, Re? No, not on myself, no. Yeah, okay, I'll say that. And what did you say to Xeros? Uh, just, I'm just going to say to him, we need, we need to get out of here, Xeros. Come on, let's go. Nodding. Right, <laughs> Xeros, your turn. Um, okay, I guess I half my movement to get up. Um, and then... Was that like a, a thing that you'd move with me, Zeki, or...? It stays on you, Bless. I... Yeah, Bless is with you. I yeah. know, I mean, is Zeki moving with me, or...? She can do. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, I'll go past Rose and get out mm-hmm. uh, into the sort of more villagey area uh, with Zeki in sure. tow and keep her behind me. Okay. Uh, Ismark will step out with um, Shadow uh, and he'll just be like "Ah, creature of the devil I won't let you get away with this and he begins swiping uh, viciously uh, towards them Uh, he's going to take two attacks so we are looking at a 16 that's going to hit the other one's going to miss he rolls a whopping four points of damage good job Ismark um and you can see his just weapon is just no use against this current thing. It's just swi- it's like swiping at fog as it's just parts of it begin kind of dissipating and, and flailing off. Um, Irina herself will come out as well uh, and seeing this creature and she will take a stab at it as well. But she her her blade is just parried to the side by this shadowy figure as the 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 knife it's holding the physical knife it's holding deflects it to the side and then. The Vistani camp is in an uproar. With the shouts of Madame Eva is dead, you can see all of the Vistani now come barreling towards the tent itself. Uh, most of them are drunk and they're kind of fumbling their weapons out. They're like, "What's? Who's attacking Madame Eva? Who's? Where, where are they? Who? What's going on?" Uh, as they're kind of calling, and you can see that quite a few are coming out from the um, wagons now as well. You can see that a couple more serious, sober-looking Vistani uh, begin emerging from uh, the wagons. Uh, They begin stepping down um, and kind of calling out, like, what's going on? Uh, What sort of madness is this? Uh, One of them comes up, gets quite close to you, Shadow, and he sees the shadowy figure there with the knife looking around. Um, By the devil, what is that? He kind of calls out. The rest of them are a bit either too drunk or too confused to know what's going on. But this one captain gets a very clear view of the creature itself. Uh, Rose, you are at the top of the round. Um, I'll shout to them, kill the shadowy creature, kill it. And can I get a shot from where it can, or I'll move out. Um, Sure. I so you stop pulling your bow out and <laughs> can, I, oh. can I move out and um, uh, just be sort of diagonally Absolutely. to the bottom of Jesper and can I take a shot at Z- yeah you Z- kind of Z- wait for Irina to move to the side and then <laughs> let loose yeah absolutely go for it accidentally miss and yeah. hit Rybina in the back of the head 
My beaner. Fifteen. So it almost works? misses. Uh, you almost oh. feel the arrow misses, but it connects. Uh, you see it just kind of strikes along okay. the creature, the shadowy neck. Um, so... Uh, eight damage with the bow and six damage with Slayer's Prey. I am doing good on my Slayer's Prey rolls. Where are these? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, uh, again, the arrow passes through the creature, and you see it disperses some of the smoke. But again, it's it's just yeah, it, it's hard to pin this thing down, and to, it doesn't show any sign of pain. Uh, the smoke is maybe a little bit dissipated, but it it still seems to be more than capable of of keeping its shape. Uh, Shadow. Hmm. Do I heal or do I fight? Hmm. Great question. The eternal question. Hmm. Easy question to answer for me. Yeah. Well, I just think it's going to kill me in the next attack, is the problem. Ah, um, what's, a, what's death? What is death? Yeah, what is death? I walk with death Sweet every release. day, we all do. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sacred flam it again. Sure. Uh, so that is a... Oh, no, it's a DC again, isn't it? I, no, can I change my mind? No, <laughs> you rolled a natural 20. You, c- you rolled a natural 20. I mean, you can change your mind. I don't mind. You said it in that voice, though, where it's like, Mark will remember this, and... Like, no, I don't I give don't a know. shit. You can do what you want. Uh, it's quite metagamey, though, isn't it? Because you already rolled. You see... No, yeah. but you were I'll, saying I'll, you were I'll... thinking of changing your mind. All right. It oh, leaps it. itself to the side, sensing the, the burning light magic. It, it throws itself to the side, not wanting to be hit by this again. Um, and yeah, the, the arc goes too wide, unable to, to fully connect. Anything else? Uh... I'm just gonna say, get get that shadow, not me. Okay. Yes, but remember my name. So. Okay. Picture this full-on fucking anime scene, right? Anime oh, scene. Oh, here we go. Hesper silhouette, front shot, Jesper. low angle, and you see uh, the the box and the cards gently placed on the floor. Mm-hmm. Single teardrop hits the the box. Yep. You see a big deep breath in. Two swords. Swing. And then he screams, turns around, and charges at the uh, shadow creature. Nice. Uh, doing an attack. She's oh. going to do right now. Here we go. Ding dong. 22. Oh. Five to hit. Nice. On the first. Yeah. Uh, again, the rapier kind of doesn't quite seem to have the purchase it should, but you do strike. Um, second attack, yeah. Dagger. Yeah. 15. Still That's hits. 15. And can I make You're this going a to strike it. flourish? So okay, I'll which use is? up a bardic inspiration, roll that, and add that damage, basically. So it's an okay, extra perfect. D6. It's a sweet one. Sweet one. Hey, <laughs> it all counts. Um, and does, do you get any other benefit from slashing flourish? Uh, it allows me to increase my movement by 10 feet. Okay, so you rush in. Uh, Jesper comes howling in, screaming as he swipes twice, kind of pushing past Irina, uh, displacing her out of the way. Um, and he swipes at this creature, and it's trying to keep up with his blows and parry. But you can see its movements are somewhat unnatural, used to being hidden. Um, dealing with such a frontal assault, it can barely stand against it. You hit it twice as wisps of it getting pulling away as the, the Vistani now are crowding in behind you, drawing out cudgels and swords and uh, maces and all sorts of weapons. The creature looks around. It stares you dead in the eyes, Jesper. 
Uh, it doesn't speak. Uh, it doesn't seem to have its own... It has a mouth, but no voice comes out of it. It just points at you. The blade drops, and it just seems to turn to nothing. It just... And the dagger just... Ting, ting, ting. It's the ground. Damn. <clears throat> the Vistani come rushing up, and the ones who reach the tent, there's kind of a general commotion. Like the captain is like, "What on by the by the dark mother? What was that?" And then the Vistani are like, "What's going on?" And then the first one sees inside, and you just hear this wailing sob, like, "Ava, no!" And they begin crowding in. The Vistani surround you guys, and there's like, "What happened? Did you do this?" What was that? You know, they begin, like, uh, pulling their weapons. Like, we're not in initiative, but this is a tense moment where they are drawing weapons and staring you guys down. I would have fallen to Uh. my knees, kind of, like, very intensely upset. You know, like, where you grip Mm -hmm. your own hair, kind of upset, like, Mm -hmm. why, and nose coming out. Yep. I I guess I, I would hold my paws up. I I tried to save her, but uh, it I it came from nowhere. I I tried I tried to heal. There was nothing to heal. Her soul. Mother, her soul they, is gone. they killed they killed Ava. They killed Ava. No, it was a creature. I saw it. I saw a shadow creature. They must have summoned it. There's like all this shouting, this commotion all around you right now. This this is a very tumultuous uh, mob. Um, this you're not sure which way this can go. So. Can you not see that Xeros, one of our own, is really very hurt by the same dagger? And me. Can if they turn their eyes towards it? Yeah. I walk literally just through the crowd and just pick up the dagger. Yeah, do you, give me an intimidate check, dude. Like, I think like, or like an athletics, because you're just using raw strength to just push your way through. So not even intimidate, make this an athletics check. Yeah, like, you just shove some of these Vistani out of the way. Like, you lock eyes with one of these more senior-looking Vistani. He looks at you, and he he was moving towards the dagger as well. He looks at you, and then just nods and points down towards it. What is that dragon man? That thing dropped it. Is that what killed... Is that what killed Ava? It is. And I'll pick it up and hold it into the air. This is your enemy, not us. Pick your targets well. Okay, they kind of look around, they see your wound that you're clearly bleeding from. There's definitely a sway, there's definitely a swing going on, but a couple of the voices are just like, They are strangers! They arrive and then Madame Ava just is attacked like that? It's it's too suspicious! They must be involved! There's still a couple of dissenters who are kind of spreading, who, who don't seem to quite believe that this is possible. And maybe there's an element there of they're in shock or they don't want to believe that this has happened and they're just trying to throw away the blame um so rose and and xeros you guys have said something to convince them jesper is kind of like howling in rage ziki shadow do you guys want to try and like say anything or convince these guys to kind of back down uh i mean i guess i kind of said my bit about trying to save her okay um i don't know if that counts Um, i guess you got anything can i show that i'm bleeding as well like because i'm pretty bad yeah you kind of hold your hands out and stuff yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, well like we'll use that as like combined with what happened to xeros but i guess i just say something like 
Like, my, my goddess celebrates joy. We've, we've just heard your stories, drank your wine, had your food, enjoyed your hospitality. You think we'd want to spoil what you've created here by doing something like that? It goes against everything okay. I know. Okay. Make a persuasion check for me, but with advantage. It's not particularly high DC. Let's just see. Uh, that that advantage might be a useful thing there. <laughs> yeah. What's the, the total? 12. With uh, persuasion, though. Total is 12 plus 16 total. S- 16? Oh, no. So, yeah, there's the young girl who offered you the wine kind of is... She's one of the ones who was panicking, and she looks and she's like... Yes, uh... And... Then this kind of just dejected sadness falls over everybody. The rage, the anger, the shock just turns to this darkness that falls over the whole space as all of their eyes turn and look inside the now tattered, ripped tent. And you can see that the body that you had initially seen of Madame Ava, there's nothing left but dust and clothing. It's just nothing there. Um, and they just look at it in solemn silence for a moment Xeros the knife that you're holding the dagger feels extremely warm to the touch um, there is it's very strange it, it, it doesn't the, the metal it's made from is very rough and jagged it's dark grey in colour but with this crimson strip down the middle and it has a very strange symbol on the handle, which, hang on. Bye. He's, he's running off. He's got that bite knife. Earlier. I, forgot, I forgot to put it into, um, I forgot to put it into uh, roll 20, but it kind of looks like this. So mm-hmm. it's a series of metal rings and metal triangles that are all kind of freely spinning. Um, and there seems to be some strange script written on it as well. Um, um, and yeah, it's radiating heat. Like you're holding this thing, and it feels hot in your grip. Would I recognize this script? I speak abyssal and celestial. You do not. I already looked at your languages. You do not recognize okay. it. Uh, okay. Do any I've looked of us at all of your languages? <laughs> okay. I've, no. No. Um, but nope. the the parts all freely move. So like the rings and the triangles, it's like you can rotate them and and spin them and things like that. Um, it's like an or- it's almost like an ornate metal puzzle um, at the hilt of this blade, um, and then the blade itself is this jagged, twisted red and black iron. Um, and yeah, the 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 okay. Vistani just kind of look. Some of them just slump to the ground, s- still very drunk. They just kind of slump to the ground, and they just look towards the tent. Um, is yes. What do we still- do now? Oh yeah, well, Jesper's, Jesper's whimpering. Uh, he's a mess. He's a puddle of sadness on the floor, just gripping the and box I, and the two cards. I walk up. Do you to look him. at the cards, Trot? At this point, actually, just before Zeros, do you look at the cards at this yeah. point, like the two that had already been drawn? A, with a shaky hand, he'll slowly turn over the second one that was never revealed. The second one, yeah, the second one depicts a robed wizard and it's called the Abjurer. Um, 
And if you want to try and figure out what that could have meant, that's something you can do with some checks, maybe. And we'll see if you can figure out what it was. Sure. Your budding gift uh, has not quite been fully trained. Uh, but yeah, Xeros, carry on. Yeah. Or do you want to do the checks now or figure it out later? Oh, that's up to you, Jesper. My mind is in a place to uh, figure it out right now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I figured, but it's up to you. You can, you can basically make that check whenever you want, whenever you want to sit there. And also, Trot, like, you now have that deck of cards, right? I know you've got an actual physical Tarokra deck. Um, you can I'll use that. It. Like, if you want to try and figure out what you want to... If you want to try and figure out, like, what we do next, you can try and do a reading. Like, you can try okay. and do a fortune telling. Sweet. Yes, but, but you're untrained. You're untrained and you don't necessarily know how to channel that gift yet. Okay. That's cool. Uh, what are you okay. doing? Go on, Zeros. Um, I want to walk up to Jesper and sort of kneel down next to him where he's kind of whimpering, stab the dagger into the ground in front of him. Jesper, look at it. You can make your peace now or hold your rage, but you must fight with us. We will get revenge. Uh, of that I have no doubt. I have more purpose than ever. And I'll stand up uh, slowly and turn around looking at my fellow Vistani and they kind of look up at you with hopeful eyes. She's she's gone. Can't be. She's she's always been there. She's always guided us. Uh, what do we do now? I I don't know. He he did this. He's... But we, but we've always been, we've always done what he has asked. We, he's given us leave to, to go to other places. Why do this now? Why? He has done us. He has done. He has turned too dark. He's become the full evil that we feared. You know, kind of the Fistani will turn and begin hugging each other. The eldest, the storyteller who was telling the story before, kind of makes his way over, and you can see his cheeks are stained with tears, his eyes are red, but he puts a firm shoulder on Jesper, uh, a firm hand on shoulders, on Jesper's shoulder. Madam Eva did say that he has been darker of late, that something is different in the mists here in Barovia. But I never could have imagined this. The prince that we saved. The prince that swore to protect us. How could he betray us like this? He is no longer that prince. He's forgotten that way. That person is dead. And so is my master. And he must be. Vengeance must be brought against him. We cannot let her death be in vain. We must no. stay together as Vistani and do what we can. No, yeah. But we are no, no longer yes, welcome in these lands. You must go with them. And he points to the others. Madam Eva said that your story was bound to theirs. These Vistani, we will find somewhere. We will ready ourselves. If you need us, we'll come. Thank you, brother. I nods. Go, little sparrow. Fly. He turns to the rest. Come. Let us get the horses and the wagons. We must travel as far away from the castle as we can. Gather our strength. More now dead. 
and then be ready. You see the Vistani begin nodding and sort of beginning to pick themselves up and get ready. We will do right Irina. by her. Know this. We will not go down without a fight. We do it for her. For her. And there's this echoing kind of resent uh, remark that kind of goes around um, as they begin making their picking things up. Uh, Ismark comes over to you, Jesper, and just kind of looks at you quite firm, um, puts like a hand on your arm, and it's just like, Brothers, we'll take him down together. I know that pain, I know that suffering, that burning anger of vengeance. We'll see this done. He kind of nods at you hard, and he turns to Xeros, turns to all of you like, You see now, this devil, what he is capable of? Even his own people he turns against. We need to be rid of him. This land needs to be rid of him. He's a curse, a blight, plague. Brings nothing but death and despair. I worry for all our hearts. In doing this, we become more like him. Let us not turn as dark as he does. Do it for the right cause. No more. His mark kind of doesn't say anything, but you can see that maybe there's darker thoughts in his mark's mind. Uh, Irina comes up and is like, you're right, Jesper. We cannot become like him. And thank you once again for everything you have done, all of you. And she looks around. She said that my story was bound to yours, that, that you would be my protectors. I hope that that is still true. And whatever help I can offer, I will. I'm not much of a fighter, but if I have any value to him, to the devil, I'll do whatever I can to help you. She kind of brushes the side of her neck for a moment and then puts her hands aside. Have I seen that yet? No, I, I keep meaning... Perception check. I keep meaning to tell that's you... Britain. What's your passive perception, Rose? How about that? Rather making an active check. 13. Maybe not yet. Okay. I mean, yeah, I saw it the last time. Yeah, because you examined her. Yeah. I need a quiet moment. I need a quiet moment. We haven't had any quiet moments. No, you've not. You had like an hour. (laughs) You had an hour around the campfire. Loud screen. Yeah, I know, Um, but my camera froze, so I've missed that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> damn it technical yeah. difficulties <laughs> all the Vistani are basically beginning to pack up they they take you know they're starting to like pack away things into the wagons they're starting to get the horses ready they, they don't show any sign of remaining here um Irina kind of looks to all of you um so what now there are a few towns that we could head to but the reading, I don't know what any of it meant, but it sounded like that there were things that could help us, uh, help you defeat the devil. I don't know what any of it means, but perhaps that is where we should start? Yes, they are important. Very important. We must follow them. I wish we could have had the full reading. I'm not fully trained. I don't know everything. I'll do my best. We must follow what we know. The first two cards. Here is the second. And I hold up the wizard. The 
conjurer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the abjurer. Abjurer, sorry. Do you know of any wizards in this land? Uh, I'm gonna do my checks now. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, so make a just make a straight up intelligence check for me. So just a d20 plus your intelligence. Um, actually, no charisma. We'll make this because charisma is your highest stat, and also it's like a force of personality thing. This isn't just interpreting cards; it's a mystical thing as well. Um, so d20 plus your charisma. It's a You're blessed as well. Oh, that's true. You are blessed. You can add a d4. Okay. One, eleven. Ooh, eleven. <laughs> so well, there's a couple of things which you don't even need to a check to know. Like as Shadow asks you that question, you know immediately that the 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 name on the card and what the card depicts, it isn't always as direct and as obvious as that. You know, it might show the abjurer, but that doesn't mean that a wizard is the one that's gonna help you or is what it's located. Normally it means something deeper or something uh, has a, a greater meaning, um, necessarily. Um you remember the details of the abjura are odd. You can't quite remember everything it means, but there are elements that you seem to remember something about a great fallen house, uh, a dragon, perhaps a light, something about a dragon's light uh, an old mansion something along those lines um yeah i fear if it is uh, what i recall is not a good path to go down uh, let's just and say the torture is a better one this i mean the other card had bloody fingers on it so you know shadow Every card is as important as the other. We need them all. We can't choose. I'm just saying, are there any nice cards? You know, maybe a nice holiday retreat or something. Are they all as graphic and dark as these? I appreciate Given your the land attempt. that we're in, it seems like we're not going to find a, a holiday getaway right now. But, Jesper, is there any way that you can finish a reading? That you can do a reading that might help us? Finish a reading that Madame Ava started? It's never been done. Uh, I can it's because try she's get... always been here. Now it's your turn. You can do it. Okay. Uh, I'll need to collect my thoughts and be in a better frame of mind. It takes a certain mm-hmm. state to do so. Can't just do it Why don't on we a get whim. some rest somewhere? That'd Here would be have nice. been great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ismark looks around, he's like, eh, the closest place. We really don't want to be out on the woods. Uh, we don't want to try and camping outside is is not advised, uh, if possible. The closest place from here it's hours away. It's there's a town, a Valaki. Um, it's further along the old Salvic Road. We'll need to pass through uh, the other the gates of Barovia. We'll need to go past the road that leads to the castle, and then there's an old windmill uh, through the wood, past the woods, 
And then Velak is just on the edge of Lake Zarovic. Uh, it's, uh, it's got walls. It's, uh, the Burgomaster there is no, uh, no friend of the devils. I can tell you that much. Um, he's an odd fellow, but it's been years since we've seen him, but uh, he's no, he's no worshipper of him. I can say that much, but it's hours, perhaps a day travel. We won't arrive until the morning, I don't think, or perhaps uh, early afternoon. Well, I know this place is a target now. So, we need to move somewhere. We can just keep going. But, yes, it will be dif- difficult. I don't know. I'm at a loss, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm not the beacon of light that you need right now. I'll try. Can we get some rest traveling with your Fishtani brothers? Maybe. Maybe they'll provide some shelter for all of us. My wagon can house a few of us if you want to rest in the back, but not all of us. My brother and I, we don't need any rest for now. All of you have done far more fighting. You should rest. Uh, we can ride for a time. Um, we could I'm take afraid it in that ships. yes, 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 we could. Yes, it will be at least. Uh, Ismark looks. You're looking at about uh, maybe eight, nine hours before we can reach Valaki, uh, traveling along the roads, providing that we don't have any more encounters uh, with any of the devil's agents. Yes. But what choice do we have? That's true. Uh, the storyteller Vistani is like, I'm afraid that we will be heading in a different direction. Uh, we will be traveling uh, back to the west. We intend to go and find a point uh, on the other side of the river find camp near the woods. We can look after ourselves. We have the numbers for now, but uh, you should all move on. But be careful with Valaki. I've heard that things have become more desperate of late. It's a walled city, but well, I don't think that there is any such thing as a safe place in Barovia. Take whatever you can find. There used to be an inn there, run by some good people. Uh, they'll, uh, they have wine and they're no friends of the devil either. So perhaps, perhaps that is somewhere you can head to. There's also the church, uh, St. Andrew's Church in the, in Vallaki. That is also perhaps a place that you can find some respite. It still has the power of the Morning Lord in it, as far as I know. If not, then the Blue Water Inn. It's run by good people. Try that. I've heard of it. Hmm. Maybe we should go to Valaki. Hmm. If there's any stopgaps on the way, we'll take them. Alright. Good luck to all of you. I hope to see you again. You will, little Sparrow. You will. And with that, we will end today's episode! Oh, lovely! Boy, howdy, eh? What a roller coaster. Curveball. Yeah, so um, as you probably yeah. guessed from Trot's reaction, a significant deviation from the module uh, there um, uh, that man. has some wider-reaching implications. 
Um, how do you guys feel about Damn. this third episode? Do you guys feel you're settling more into the characters and the, the tone? Has it got creepy? Has it got creeptacular? Has it got creepy? Uh, yeah. Got creepy? Hmm. Um, hmm. <laughs> we saw a dead body that came alive and looked like Rose yeah, looked and then exactly didn't look like Rose. Rose. We had the creepy dismembered Ooh. hand with the bracelet. Yeah. yeah. Was a good time. Oh, yeah. Grave desecration. It's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, a little bit um, of grave digging. scarier episodes of Hello Kitty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I need to ramp it, I need to ramp it up then. I'll yeah. I'll uh, I'll ramp it up for next time for sure. Not quite what I was um, suggesting, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys oh, have fun? Had a great time. Very, yeah. Oh, yeah. very much fun. Yeah. Always. Love it. Oh, good. I love I love so Madame Ava. I'm just sad you killed her because I want more yeah, crazy old lady. Cool. You can see the future. Yeah, Jeez. well, maybe there's a good reason that she had to go. So I, think she's I mean, too OP. I think if you can shock Trot, who's played it before, then it must be good, right? <laughs> like, well, it kind of oh, yeah throws yeah. throws everything on his head, which is great. It's unexpected. Yeah, uh, for those those not in the know, that card reading is kind of a big part of the campaign where it kind of tells you where to go and where to find what the to tools do. you're going to need to beat Strahd. So yeah. without it, cool, 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 um, cool, cool, without cool, a reliable cool, cool, cool. source of it, you cool, are a little cool, bit cool, more cool, in the woods, lost in the woods. But you've got two cards. Literally. What are you talking about? You've got two. Two out of yeah. five, Mark. That's less than a half. Two out of five. Catch them all, right? That's it's a place to start, though, isn't it? That's a good place to start. We just... Uh, Gotta believe in the heart of the cards and Jesper. <laughs> yes. No pressure. <laughs> there might be some time to duel, but it's not now. Uh, cool. How's everyone feeling character-wise? Like, are you are you feeling a bit more settled in now, or like? I'm intrigued oh, yeah. because yeah, Mark intrigued. has clearly got some plans that I'm like. Eh. Mm. That we kind yeah, of touched on a little bit, but really not much at all. So I'm still like, what's happening? I'm intrigued yeah. by you two over I'm there on that yourself. side of the screen. You two yeah. dragon yeah. boys, yeah. brothers, yeah. not brothers, lost once and not <laughs> Tra- what? What was tragedy. that? What was that? Sorry. <laughs> None of my also, like, tales. The fact that Xeros was like the first one to go to Jesper and basically be like, "Get up, you've got a job to do now." Yeah, that was like cool. I mm. thought that was super fucking yeah. cool. I thought that was good RP there, Tommy boy. Um, I think Xeros you know more than one word for Jesper. Uh, yeah, yeah, I also know more than one word. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I think that that makes it more meaningful, though, right? Like when you just mainly speak in these short, sharp words, and then you have that moment of like, "I'm now going to speak properly." That gives it some real oomph behind it, right? Yeah. It gives it that cool weight, real contrast. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's weird playing Xeros. Uh, it's got to be said because he is not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good though. I think sometimes playing a character that's super different to you is is a great way of building up your RP skills and like expanding on what this game can be. Um, yeah, I'm just super glad that you're all enjoying it. I'm glad that you guys as players are enjoying it. Uh, stay safe. We love you. Uh, don't let any creepy vampires into your window. Wash your hands, you nasties. Wash your hands, you nasties. On your butts. <laughs>